What's up, guys? Chris Avery with you on the Chargers Podcast Network, and this is the Backstage Chargers Podcast, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. This week, Haley Elwood and I sit down with Chargers Assistant Equipment Manager Kevin Duddy. He's in his 28th season with the team. Kevin shared some insight into the uniforms the team is wearing Sunday against the Vikings, plus stories from the sideline, including the time Kevin had to sew Mike Pouncey's jersey back together during a game. A lot of fun anecdotes in this one, so let's get right to it. Here's Kevin Duddy. All right, guys, we're going to do something fun this month. A little uniform talk with Kevin Duddy, 28 years with the Chargers, assistant equipment manager. And Haley, a very nice treat for all fans here to have Kevin with us. Such a nice treat. Kevin, (laughs) joining us for some uni talk, as he coined it. Because I think there's really nothing more. I mean, football is interesting. Don't get me wrong. But when you kind of peel back the layers, uniforms, equipment, the stuff behind the scenes that the you stories. see, the stories, it's really interesting inside baseball stuff here. Right, Kev? Yeah. I mean, from the outside looking in, if I'm a fan, I think it's cool to know things that you don't see you know, out on TV every day, and I, I, I like the backstage stuff, you know? It's great. Well, we've given fans a snapshot of it last year and this year. Whenever we do that big trip, mm-hmm. right? Last year it was Cleveland and London. We talked to you guys. This year it was Oakland, then Colorado Springs, and Mexico City. Chris Smith, equipment manager, you guys do a great job breaking it down for us, how basically everything that goes into a trip like that. But we're going to talk this week. Let's just start with Jacksonville, the 45-10. Explain what your weekend was like. And, and how late you guys went into Sunday when we landed in L.A.? So it, it all starts Friday night when we arrive. Um, because we have a walk-through practice Saturday morning, all the coaches and players have to have the gear, the Saturday practice gear, which is separate gear, that they wear to practice, which, is, which encompasses tennis shoes, sweats, shorts, T-shirts, long sleeve, hoodies, hats. So what we do is we bring all that gear with us to the hotel, and we hand it out. We deliver it to their rooms Friday night. So they have all their gear for Saturday. So we do that first, and then Saturday morning we go to the hotel. Sorry, to the hotel. We go to the stadium, and we set up the locker room. And what that entails is if, you know, every, if you're a player, if you're Phillip Rivers, we, we set up your, your everything. You've, you've packed a bag, and we set everything up in your locker. You know, first thing I'll do, I'll put up all the nameplates, and so we get all the locker assignments, and then we unpack the bags, and then we'll set up the equipment room. The trainers are there. They set up the athletic training room, and um, yeah, we just get everything set up for the game the next day. And while we're doing that, we have another one of our equipment guys that goes to the walkthrough with the team, and he mm-hmm. just kind of spots the ball for practice. So, and then we get back from that and later in the afternoon. We collect all that gear we handed out Friday night, and we have we, then we put that on a truck, and that goes to the stadium, and then we're done Saturday. And then you reset up the gear at the stadium. Uh, no, the gear's already set up. Everything, everything pra- we wear for Saturday. Like, what about the practice gear? The Because co- I didn't get any practice gear. Kevin didn't knock on my door with, with a polo <laughs> yeah. and slacks. So, you know, we, we can arrange that. You know? <laughs> we can arrange that. Joking. Uh, but no, the, the, the whole purpose of having Saturday practice gear being separate is that it's its own entity. You don't have to worry about that. So once we're done with that Saturday it's practice done. gear, it's done. Everything for games is just for games. Mm-hmm. Everything. You know, so every player has a knit bag, and in that knit bag is their game socks, their, the tights they wear underneath their pants, their uh, T-shirt they wear. 
and you you know you have guys like Philip Rivers. He has the same shirt in his in his little knit bag. He's had the same shirt his whole career. That is so interesting. Yeah, it's a, yeah. In fact, we were just we were just sixteen uh, seasons. We were, I was just in the equipment room, and Chad was just asking me. He's like, "How long has this shirt been in this bag?" It's like, I don't know if it's from his rookie year, but uh-huh. it's. I mean, and I've I was the guy that used to do those bags since Philip was a rookie. Okay. And I never remember a point where that bag wasn't in there. What's it, the condition of the shirt right now? It's pretty beat up. And if you see if you see Rivers, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of pictures of him with he doesn't have his shoulder pads on. You see that shirt. It's a, it's like the shell. Uh, it's just, it's just a beat up, used yeah. to be white. Now it's kind of gray <laughs> shirt with the sleeves halfway cut off. Yeah. You know, but that's him. He wears every, everything you give him, he wears it until it's just about to fall off. We'll get to Sunday, but when you talk about packing a bag, mm-hmm. are players responsible for that? Do you guys have to get involved? Cause I'm sure over the years or there's a great difference. I'm assuming between a veteran packing a bag and maybe a yeah. rookie doing it for. Yeah, no doubt about time. it. We have to be involved because there's, we, there's just, there's, there's no room for error. So. Mm-hmm. So what, what the protocol is, is, is say we're leaving Friday, Friday morning, you know, we put your bag in front of your locker, and then after practice, you pack your bag. You put in your cleats, you put in your knee and thigh pads, you put in your shoulder pads, your helmet, gloves, anything else that you have that's, that I'm, you might I'm want. I'm just laughing because there's no room for error. If it was me, for instance, I'm a grown man, I would forget something. <laughs> well, you, know, you want to hear a funny one, Nick, Nick Hardwick one time, um, he accidentally packed for the walkthrough he packed his t- he packed some tennis shoes and back then you would pack your tennis shoes in the bags anyways he packed two left shoes oh and Oops. nick was having like Sounds a like, like a like a foot problem at the time and so nick saw this as an opportunity to pull a prank so when we got to the we're at the stadium we're in i think it was tampa maybe we're in the stadium and nick puts on two left shoes and starts rolling around the ground acting like his foot's broken because <laughs> obviously one foot's like going the wrong way yeah. and people are freaking out and obviously it was, found out it was a joke pretty quickly but um that was one of those ones where it's kind of like oh uh, that one got biased we really got it but it was not a joke <laughs> that he act, that he packed the shoes no, no that was yeah no he had but that's what that's our job though we got to make sure after that before that i was uh, when i looked through the bags because we looked through every bag and I would just see, okay, there's a pair of shoes and they're cool. Now, after that, I look to make sure there's a right shoe and a left shoe. There you go. Which you wouldn't think you'd need to do, but you do. Thanks, the little things, The details. Yeah. 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 The details that you guys have to do. Okay. Yeah. So, last night, how late were you guys here? Because we got here about, what, midnight, I want to say? Back to the practice facility. Midnight, 12, 12, 30, something like that. How late were you guys here and what were you doing getting ready for this upcoming Sunday already, I'm sure? I walked out of here at 2.30 in the morning. Mm. Yeah, so it was. Uh, what time did you walk back in? Uh, I got here at nine today. Okay, got here at nine. But yeah, when we when we when we land, we get here and then we have to hang all the laundry that was from the practice on Friday. So we're doing all that stuff and then we're wait, really waiting for the truck. Because right when we land, the truck shows up right next to the airplane and all the stuff gets loaded onto the truck, comes and meets us here, and we're we're about what forty minutes from LAX. So you mm-hmm. got it, it takes a little bit of time. It might take about an hour and a half. Take for the truck to arrive sometimes. So, and then once that arrives, you know, we're unpacking all those player bags. Basically the same thing we did, we did in Jacksonville, just reverse. We're mm-hmm. doing it at home. And then I'll, you know, I'll throw in all the, um, all the jer- dirty jerseys and pants and all the, those knit bags that we're just talking about. And then the carnage begins. Should we, you walk in, walk in Monday morning in the equipment room and there's just piles and piles of stuff mm-hmm. that needs to be organized and all put into place for the next game. 
What are we wearing this weekend? We got the rush. We got the rush uniforms. So royal pants, royal jersey. Our big rush game. This is like an homage to some of these old school unis the Chargers used to wear, right? Yeah, it looks like the '80s uniform. It's a pretty slick look. It looks pretty good. What do you guys have to do with the helmets? With the, so the face masks are already yellow, right? And, and I think in these rush uniforms, they were yellow face masks. Last year, if I'm not mistaken. Well, then we had Navy face masks, and then we'd have to change them to yellow masks for the rush game. For the rush game. Now so, you don't have to do that. So yeah. that's one less thing. One less thing. We have to do that for the Navy game now, because mm-hmm. we wore Navy face masks for that. Change it back. But it, it, it is pretty labor-intensive to change all the masks. So it is nice that they're all yellow masks. But uh, but for the get the helmets ready, we have to put... Um, there's different lightning bolts. It, it doesn't have the powder blue in the in the lightning bolt. It's just it's just gold and navy. So it's mm. a decal switch. Yeah, it's a decal switch. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll take all the bolts off of all the current helmets, put them on wax paper to save them because we'll we'll reuse the bolts if they're in good condition, and then uh, yeah, put put the bolts on. Those will be good. And I'm I'm dealing with the jerseys right now. Just packed the pants, but I had the pants ready about two weeks ago. You want to, you want to, you got to stay ahead. You got to stay ahead in this in this thing, especially you know? if it, this is the only game that they're wearing the Royals. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah, this so, is it. So when you talk about staying ahead, what if a guy at the end of the game trades his jersey? Obviously, they don't wear these again this season. But then, do you have to order a backup? Do you order? So many questions here. Do you order new Royal uniforms every year? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, typically, you would like to use previous season's jerseys if you mm-hmm. can. And you try to do that. This this, this year's a little different because there's different. Um, there's a hundredth anniversary patch. Oh, the patch, yeah. You know? that, that's a game changer. That's a game changer because no you know, yeah. <laughs> so we do have all new jerseys coming in for this game. Okay. And they're still coming in, um, so they're not all in the house yet. But as they come in, like today, we got in uh, Melvin Ingram's jersey and Philip Rivers jersey. Mm-hmm. And well, for those two jerseys, I have to get them customized. Because river sleeves come the, when the jersey comes in for river sleeves, the, uh, river sleeves are down almost to his elbow. So we got to take that, have that taken up about five inches, and, um, and that's a personal preference. Personal preference, yeah. Uh, and we got to we have to get the captain's patches put on. Mm-hmm. So do that for rivers and his sleeves, and then um, same with Melvin Ingram. Got to get a captain's patch put on there, and he gets some stuff, custom stuff done to the bottom of his jersey. Does every guy tweak their uniform in a certain way to fit them? No. Uh, they got to fit so well now. Yeah. Back in the olden days, a lot of guys did. Okay. Now, and what's a great thing, in a lot back in the olden days, you get, guy would you have a, the same jersey the whole year. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we the, the, trade, the jersey trading, we lose a lot of jerseys every week. Yeah. And, um, and there, then there's jerseys that get auctioned off as well. So you do lose, you lose a good amount of jerseys every week. The trading has transcended the NFL. So last week I saw the Lakers played in Denver against the Nuggets, and Von Miller must have had a jersey on hand because <laughs> no he way. traded it with Kyle Kuzma really? after the game. <laughs> and I was like, man, this this jersey thing—it's transcending sports. It's transcending sports. I, I get it. I mean, especially if if you have a a guy on the opposing team you went to college with, or mm-hmm. is a close friend, or you know, two Hall of Famers or two All Pros, perennial All Pros. But I, I'm sure when you have to call and Dial up a new one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Tough. that's the protocol. Every every Monday, I got to go through check the jerseys and see who's missing. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
we'll we'll get the list of who who traded their jerseys and then order them. That, that, like uh, we wore white yesterday, the replacement jerseys for the traded guys. We those were ordered already ordered about two hours ago. Okay. So, are there certain guys you know who are high frequency traders yeah. that you can plan for at the beginning of the year? Say in like the primary uniform, like the powder or something like that. Mm-hmm. That you know, so and so is probably going to be trading X amount of these. So you forecast maybe by ordering yeah. four to five in advance. For sure. Well, you, it's, you, the players have the option of of purchasing like say if, say if you know you're going to trade your jersey ten times, mm-hmm. you can you can buy ten jerseys before the season. Okay. You know what I mean. So you kind of have that. That's interesting. Because otherwise, because they do get, they do have to pay for their jerseys, and every team has their own protocol for yeah. it. Um, but they do have to pay for their jerseys when they do trade them. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it is a, it is a pretty cool thing to. If I'm a, if I was a player, I think it'd be pretty awesome to have, you know, my college buddy from the yeah. other team, or you know, they write messages uh, to yeah, each other yeah, and player I idolized growing up or that plays for another team to have that jersey. That's pretty cool. Going back to what Haley was asking about, just the, the customization of jerseys, I, I imagine you get probably a, a list of requests from mm-hmm. players at the beginning of the year, so you guys are really in lockstep with the player each and every week when it comes to jerseys, pants, whatever it is that's their preference in terms of how they want to feel, that how they want to look on game day. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an evolutionary process. They, you don't just show up week one and the guy's like, Hey, I want this to my jersey. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's beauty of the preseason. You know, you get the preseason. The guys they put these jerseys on, and guys fluctuate. You know, some guys get bigger, some guys get a little smaller, and fit is everything to these guys. Um, so, some 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 guys more than others, but like Joey Bosa, for example, you know, his jersey has kind of changed every year with what we do with it. But um, like this year, um, in the beginning, we had the shoulders taken in. Because he wears a little bit of smaller shoulder pads, so you want the jersey to really hug the pads because you don't want anybody to be able to grab any piece of the jersey. So he, we would have his shoulders taken in, and then he likes the sides to be really super tight on him. So we had the, the sides taken in a half inch on each side. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, well, let's take it in more. Let's do an inch on each side. So we did that. And then a couple weeks later, he was like, well, I want, the, I want it to be a little short. Like, I don't want it to be as long. So we, let's take it up two inches. So we started taking it up two inches. So now his his jerseys, you know, that's why I cringe if he trades his jersey or if he gets auctioned <laughs> off. Because like, oh, there's a lot to be done. There's another there. one. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. one. So, uh, yeah, in fact, his jersey just got auctioned off this last game. So oh. it's so yeah, I've just got got his other one ready to go. But just like the the small intricacies of that, and you see Joey, and he's a pro bowler, a guy who is consistently regarded as one of the top NFL players. I think that attention to detail that some of these guys have, especially at the highest level, is pretty interesting. And, and no it's, doubt about it's it. a big job for you guys to execute. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it, though. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I love dealing with jerseys and the little intricacies of them. And, I mean, I get it. It's, it's, um, it's a really big deal to, to these guys, you know. And if a guy's going to go out of his way to tell you, hey, I need this and this done, it, that means it's, it's important to him, you know. Like Thomas Davis, for example, a couple weeks ago, Started saying that his the the material on the back of his jersey around his neck was like kind of pinching the back of his neck, and it was really bothering him during the games. And then, um, so we just got that taken in. We basically just had the material taken away there, and kind of found a way, good way to do it. And he loves it now. Well, and I think kind of the crazy thing too, when you think about it, at the end of the day, and you and I have had this conversation. So. 
For those who may not know, I worked at a dance studio for 10 plus years doing a lot of different things. But one of the things was when we'd order costumes for the girls for recitals, for competitions, things like that. And you think about the competitive team that we had, those costumes, those had to fit so well. Everything had to be, you know, sewn to a T, rhinestone to a T. There's no bedazzling that happens in the NFL. There are no Swarovski crystals going on on Sundays. <laughs> but that is what they wear to perform. That is what they wear in a game. So, However, if it was an option. <laughs> you, know, you never know. know. You, never right. know. Right. you never know. Me right. had the, he trend, had the Louboutins know? on yet on yeah. for Sunday's <laughs> game. Like there's a little flash there. But it is, it's what they wear to perform. So you think, you talk about a guy like Thomas Davis at the back of the neck. Any little thing that might feel off or might not work, you don't want them to be uncomfortable because no. they have a game to go play. Yeah. You know, there's the little things too. We talk about little tiny things. It's, uh, like our kickers. Kickers don't have to wear any thigh pads. There's the only only players that can get away with that. And we, you know, every pair of pants has a pocket sewn into the pants for the knee and thigh pads mm-hmm. to fit into. And those guys, we have to get those, we take those pockets out. We get them removed. It's a, such a minor thing, but to them it's such a big deal because it gives them just that little, little more freedom for their leg to move in the pants. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I caused my cleats this week too. Some of the guys wore their cleats in Jacksonville how does that work with respect to your department? I, I noticed, like, I talked to Dan Feeney in the locker room last week, and he said he was breaking them in during practice. How do those cleats show up on your doorstep? They actually, our community relations department handles that, and we supply the shoes. Uh, we go get all the shoes from from Nike or whatever, whatever shoe it is the guy wears, and then it gets sent off to. Uh, they have like custom uh, shoe painters that that'll mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Are these brand new cleats usually? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're all brand new cleats. Okay. I've never seen a guy um, put in older cleats. So how, how does it work with, how, like, how many practices does a guy have to go through to feel comfortable yeah. in those Break shoes? Them in. Yeah. It's it, every guy's different. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys more than others. You know, it's just it's really a personal thing. You know, every everyone's feet are a little different. You know, you get some guys that find a shoe that they love, like. Derek Watt has a shoe. He wears. He'll wear this thing until it falls apart. Philip Rivers, his talk about another another thing. Don't go tell back me to him. Since '04, he's he's got on old school Reeboks. They yeah. don't even make his shoe anymore. <laughs> but he loves this shoe. Yeah. Really? Yes. They don't even make it anymore. Ga- Antonio Gates was the same way. He wore a shoe that that they didn't make anymore, which you don't want that because you know you want to be able to get more of them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, the shoe is the shoe is a very big thing. You know, it has to be it has to fit them right. If there's one thing that that has to fit them, you know, perfectly for what, how they feel, their shoes. I mean, your everything starts at your feet. You know, so yeah, that's a big deal. But the Cosmic cleats, it it is usually it's always new shoes. Yeah. But some guys, you know, they'll hopefully wear them in practice. And then some guys like Joey saw he had his on, and I think he switched to his other shoes. At some point, maybe it was a comfort thing. I don't know. All right, guys, a quick break to remind you to subscribe to the all-new Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Your one-stop shop for all things Chargers directly from the team. In-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters, broadcasters, and much more. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, don't miss a minute of the action with the official LA Chargers app. Follow real-time stats, watch your favorite Bolts programming, and live local Chargers games all season long. Download today at chargers.com slash app. Geographic and device restrictions apply. 
Local and primetime games only. Data charges may apply. All right, let's get back to assistant equipment manager Kevin Duddy here on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. We should do like a Ask Kevin, like a hashtag. Yeah, like just questions. throw, throw like your questions. Dunny. Like, I don't know. Well, I have to workshop yeah. this, but I always feel like whether it's like voicemails, we could like just fire up here on this little soundboard or just questions from from fans on social I'm just, we're just talking and I'm like, oh, I have another question. Oh, yeah. I have another we question. We literally have, I'm jotting down notes, but we have no script. We're just, just <laughs> here. No script. there's no script. There's no script. So there could be a, there could be a Q&A session hey. going on. I'm game. Obviously there's someone who does, or a team who does the major alterations on a uniform, right? Yeah. But how have your sewing skills evolved in your 28 years? I am I am a mash unit sewer. Okay. <laughs> I'm a mash unit sewer. And I've been in many situations <laughs> where I've had to do a sewing job on an extremely tight jersey on an extremely large human being. This year at all? That you don't want to stick a needle into. Yeah. Uh, you know what? This year, I haven't had to do one. Okay. But la- last yeah, year, yeah, knock on wood. Only a couple of weeks left here. Thanks to thanks to the how the, the, the people that make the jerseys do a good job. Mm-hmm. They get all the credit because they used to tear all Shout the time. Shout out to Nike. Shout out to Nike. Um, but last year in London, Mike Pouncey's jersey ripped, and he was another guy that gets it gets a lot of custom stuff done to it. Mm-hmm. But basically, the whole his arm comes through. He gets that. He gets that made. He, he we have to make it like really huge for him. Okay. Because he likes to have all the freedom in the world to move his arms. He's a center, so it makes sense. Um. Anyways, it was, it it just it it wasn't strong enough, and it ripped right down the seam, on the side of his jersey, mm. which is a nightmare scenario. We talking in game here? We're talking in game, okay. in middle of game, and uh, because it was a it, it could, just the way the trip was, we we had we always have two jerseys for every player, no matter what. But for whatever reason, the Pouncey jersey, I can't remember the exact scenario, but his backup didn't have the armholes expanded, mm. which he, he won't wear a jersey unless it has that done. Okay. So anyway, what happens is the jersey's torn. He comes to, the, comes to the bench, the series is over, comes to the bench, and he's like ready to rip it off because he's like, give me the backup jersey. And when these things happen on the sideline, it is like heat of the battle. Like there's, there's no time for this stuff. Yeah. You know, so the only thing there's time for is to get back in there and play. And you better make sure Mike Pouncey's in the football mm-hmm. game if he's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this is the center of your offensive yeah. line. So, anyways, he's about to rip the jersey off. And as he's and as he's about to do that, I'm like, no. <laughs> do not hold don't. smash. Because I know there's, yeah. no, there's no other. Just, yeah, yeah. He ain't putting which, that other one on. Which I'm telling you, 99.9% I, I hope there's video of this, like, backstage chargers, <laughs> uh, like, B-roll, cutting room uh, floor video of Kevin going no well, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, 99.9% of the time you have a jersey that's a backup jersey from that that's exactly the way he wants it mm-hmm. but this was a random scenario where this happened and I was like the only option is for me to sew this jersey and to sew it well mm-hmm. so I grabbed my, my needle and thread and it's a, it's a thicker thread because it's got to really hold it doesn't have to look great because you're going to see it as you, you said know? Mash sewing. It's a mash sewing, yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be strong. Yeah, so, yeah. So I sit on the bench next to Pouncey. He's got his arm up on my shoulder, and I'm basically in his armpit here. Yes. And imagine trying to sew, like, something that's, like, spandex yeah. on someone. It's, it just, it's, it just, this does not fit him. This, is, <laughs> this thing is way too small for this big man to be wearing. You don't want to stick him with the needle either. No. Yeah. So I, it was a really tough thing because I had to pull the material together. Mm-hmm. 
And it's literally, it's just thin material with just his flesh underneath it. And I'm having to get the needle and thread through. And the problem is when you're doing this, you know, you, you know, the defense is hopefully going to get the go three and out on the field, but which means the offense has to go back out. Yeah. Uh, it, but if it's a turnover, oh. know, it could be out there mm-hmm. in seconds. So you just know that in the back of your head when you're doing a repair in the sideline, even you, you don't. If you think you have time, you really don't. So you have to go as fast as you can. And that we, there wasn't a turnover, but we went three and out, and he had to get back up and go in. And I'm literally. His mind's already locked into the mm-hmm. field. He doesn't even notice the fact I'm sewing underneath him now. And he's walking, and I, I knew I couldn't finish the job, so I had to cut it. So I cut the thread, and I'm literally walking with him on the field trying to sew the knots because i got to sew the knots just to kind of – I can at least – be so bad I, I was ha- <laughs> I was halfway done, and I had to sew the knots. But I'm literally – I'm on the field sewing this thing and yeah. sprint off to the sideline. And then I got a new needle and thread, and I waited for the series to be over. Second was over. It's back to sewing again. And it was pretty chaotic, but it got it done. And then uh, it, I ended up having to re-sew it a couple times during the game because it, it started tearing a little bit. That's crazy because, like, you hear, okay, like the Golden Globes, their nominations just got announced today. You hear sometimes celebrities like, oh, I got sewn into my dress or whatever on the red carpet. I don't think I've ever envisioned a player having to be sewn into a uniform yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. You know, uh, when Bill Romanowski played for the Raiders, they used to have to imagine, like, there was, like, shoestrings down the side mm-hmm. of his jersey. They literally had to sew him into his jersey. Really? Or, or tie him into it because mm-hmm. it was so tight. That's back <laughs> in, like, the Reebok yeah. jerseys. Yeah. They fit a lot different. You know, he would probably love these new jerseys. Well, it's just like the games within the game. Yeah. Like all these little things that you don't know. And I think if you knew in the moment, like, all right, the Chargers won that game. It was like 2019 in London. But all these little things that are going on on the field, like Mike barely got on the field because mm-hmm. his jersey ripped and done yeah. sewing jerseys on the field. You know, I mean, these little things. I just think fans are fascinated by this. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, those are the kind of things – that you know, you were contributing I, yeah, to, the, uh, yeah. to the success of the team, Kevin. Yeah. There was one time we were we played the Broncos, and Curtis Conway was a receiver for us at the time, and it was the turf was pretty high, it wasn't that good to so the footing. The guys were slipping, and he was wearing screwing cleats, and he came to the sideline and he wanted longer cleats put in. So we have like a drill gun, and it's like a pit crew on, in NASCAR, like, <laughs> like taking the tires <laughs> off. So just and this is we were still offenses on the field. And he would just, he was taking a play. He wasn't going to be in that play. Oh, yeah. So we're talking, this was like a 30 second job. Boom, 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 boom. And then he goes in the field, and literally the next play, he catches a ball, makes a move, makes a move, footing was perfect, and he ended up scoring a touchdown. And I was like, yes, yes. It was one of those, it was one of those times where it was kind of like, all right, there we go. Credit Kevin had Duddy. Something, had credit. something to do with this. <laughs> Another credit to Kevin Duddy. <laughs> When you mention how much laundry you guys have to do, you're talking grass stains, dirt stains, paint stains from the field. What is the best stain repellent or stain? Uh, My remover? goodness, we have a a whole slew of chemicals back there. <laughs> it's like not exactly <laughs> yeah. target green. I mean, if you walked into our laundry room, we have these gigantic machines, and there's tubes everywhere that are going from the chemicals straight into the machines, and mm-hmm. everything has like a cycle on it. So like last night, I put the white jerseys in one wash the navy pants in the other washing machine and it'll say like, like white game uniforms overnight and it will so it's literally like a two and a half hour cycle yeah and it'll soak it overnight and mm-hmm. then we come the next day then we, then we do another regular game wash on the stuff 
You wash every color separate. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah, bleeding. You do them separate, and then uh, and then if it if they're bad, if it's really bad, we toss them in there. He has like this super stain remover stuff that mm-hmm. I can't even pronunciate the word of what, uh, what this stuff is called. But. <laughs> Again, this is not Target green. Uh, no, no, it's not. This isn't something you get over the counter. I was kind of uh, hoping we'd get some like Pinterest type tips here for like what happens if you spill wine on your white blouse uh, or something. But well, there's yeah. still time. We got a whole month of, <laughs> uh, of uni talk with Kevin. Kevin, this is the last one for me. Derek Watt got his first career touchdown mm-hmm. yesterday. I got a tweet Somebody, Jonathan French, he said he handed the ball to the official after the celebration. Hope they run that down for him. Did Derek ever get his game ball? Oh, heck yeah, he did. You got yeah. it. Yeah, we're on that stuff. Yeah, we got Chad Chad in our room. He was he was not going to let that ball go. He got that sucker. So, Good. yeah, he got that. See, fans want to know. Do you yeah. always have a designated person for something like that? No. Nah. Okay. We're all we're, we're all eyes. All hands on deck. Yeah. All, yeah. yeah. We're all, all of us are there to do whatever whatever it takes, you know. So it kind of just whoever sees it first. Well, a game like that, too, there there were so many things that happened. So many, like, milestone-type mm-hmm. plays, like Phillip, Phillip's longest touchdown pass. It was it was that 84-yard uh, catch and run by Which Austin. Which is also mm-hmm. Austin's longest, Which too. Which is also Austin's. Yeah. Who gets it? Uh, who, who would get the ball? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you always divert, defer to, 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 to the veteran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's he would he would if if this was to happen he would give it to Austin. Okay. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. It is it was his birthday too. Yeah, yeah. A veteran yeah. whose birthday. Whose birthday it was. Yeah. <laughs> Philip has probably a, 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 quite a few game balls. True. You know, there's there's a category for a million different things that Philip can probably put. Yeah, in his I'm man. sure. Yeah. Well, Kevin Duddy, it was an absolute pleasure. Thirty minutes of very insightful stuff from the equipment room. And this won't be the last time we have you on, buddy. No, it's a pleasure being here. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. A big thanks to Kevin for joining us. And, of course, thanks to you all for listening. Remember, be sure to subscribe to the all-new Chargers podcast network wherever you listen to podcasts. We are now on Spotify and SoundCloud as well. So wherever you listen, you can find the Chargers podcast network. We'll be back later this week with new episodes of Playmakers and Chargers Weekly. Until next time, I'm Chris Harry.